From the last word on the fifth line of the Flamet Aleph, where we left off yesterday, Tony Tana Kamed Rav Nachman. A Tana learned in front of Rav Nachman, before Rav Nachman, is Manchur Mitzaris of Evesim, if a person annoys his parents, we're talking here about Kibbut Aveim, right? That a person, one of the mitzvahs that a father has to do for his son, those are Mila and Pityon uh, HaBen, teaching him Torah, teaching him a trade, marrying him off. But what does a father, what does a son do for a father? He has to honor him. That's the most important. He has to honor him. He has to fear him. That's what we talk about. We're going to talk about more examples of that today and how far that goes. And <clears throat> just like we, and we said that um, a person is not supposed to curse his parents. It's like he's not supposed to serve God. God and his parents are all shutfim in his creation. So, if a person is bizarre, his parents, if a person annoys his parents, good that I didn't live among them. Had I lived among them, Hashem said that if uh, if a person honors his parents, it's like he honors God, and God is happy to live among them. But if he doesn't honor his parents, if he annoys them, then God says, I'm happy I didn't live among them, because if I would have lived there, he would have also annoyed me. If a person sins uh, hiddenly, you know, not openly, secretly, it's as if he's pushing away the feet of the Lord, of, of Hashem's countenance. So says God, the heavens are my throne, and the, the earth is my footstool, so to speak, where I keep my feet. And Rashi explains, if a, if a person sins secretly, that means he doesn't think God is around. If he sins openly, he doesn't believe in God or man. But if he sins secretly, he thinks God's not here. And therefore, uh, the, and the truth is God's, God's feet, uh, every place. So if he sins secretly, he's saying, oh, there's nobody here. God's not here. So he's pushing away God's feet. I remember a person should not even go for Amos, should not walk at all with an upright stature. In other words, in a, in a uh, act in arrogantly. Shouldn't act like a big shot. The whole land is full of God's honor. In other words, so to speak, you're, you're putting your head into God's territory. He didn't walk four amos without a yamuka, without a covering on his head. The shechina is above my head. How can I not show respect? And that's why we wear a kippah or a hat today. A person who was the son of an Almana, meaning he didn't have parents, Esther Blesser. Abba Omer Hashkin, I have a question. You say you have to honor your parents. Who takes precedence? Abba Omer Hashkin, my, my father says, give me a drink of water. Be'ima Omer Hashkin, my mother asks for a drink of water. Who do I have to serve first? Uh, if I have to, you know, who takes precedence? Omer Lei. Leave your mother's honor aside for a moment and honor your father first. Because both you and your mother are both responsible, obligated to give honor to your father. Now, it doesn't mean honor, and honor has many meanings. A man is supposed to honor his wife also by adorning her and giving her, pleasing her, etc. But in terms of obligations of the simple, like uh, feeding and things like that, so a, a woman has an obligation to uh, feed her husband. And so does the child. So if both the father and the mother ask for water, he should first serve his father because both you and your mother are responsible to honor your father in that fashion. Your father's also doesn't take away from father's responsibilities, but for that item, 
you're both responsible. He came before Yeshua. This student, this uh, young man who was the, an orphan, uh, came to Yeshua and asked him the same question. And he answered him the same way. Yes, yes. If, if, you're, if it's a question of you or your, uh, who do you serve first, your mother, your father, you serve your father first. Amalo Rebbe Niskar Shema, what happens if they're divorced? What happens if they're divorced? So she's not responsible to feed the father anymore. Then he's no, she's no longer his wife. Amalei, so he told them, I could tell from your eyelids, and that's your, your eyelashes have fallen out from much crying. I could tell that you're, you're an orphan. In other words, you're not even, you're only asking me a theoretical question. You're not asking me a particular question. There's a special idea the, 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 that we say that, you know, the Trumas of Deshen, is a, a, a safe of Shalas and Shubas. Deshen is 354 Gematria. There's one Shaila for each and every day, but they're all theoretical questions. A lot of people put it down, even though we Paskin basically the Trumas of Deshen was a Rishon or, or an early Achron. But um, questions come up in Lemaisa when there's a question about a real a real case comes before you have to decide. You're asking me a theoretical question. Theoretical question is not the same. I could tell that you're you don't have any parents. So what are you asking me for? Like, you know, you don't have a chance anyway. Uh, so he told them, like, I'd show Katela myself. I'll put them some water, put some water for them in a uh, in a basin, in a little uh, bucket. The Kakalam Katanagolam and screech to them like chickens. In other words, he gave them like an answer, a, a silly answer. Rashi says that the Fisha, he had Sarf Lasso, so he didn't have to do it anyway. He didn't have parents. Ushalo, Kamosha, all of us, he asked them as if it was a real question. I who should I, my, my parents are both asking me for money, for food. Who should I serve first? Uh, um, um, uh, so she so he gave him like a joking answer. Before we talk about this story a little bit, it's a little bit strange. I mean, he could have asked him, what's that, the Eskarsha? He said, that some, but it's a good question, right? It's a good question. In general, it's a good question. So the, the Tziv talks about this and he says that the answer was really not just simply a joke like Rashi says, he was just answering him some. It's like when two things are equal, so you have to let them decide. Meaning, everything else, let's say you have to honor both of them, but if one of them has a greater need than the other, whenever you have a choice of doing two things, but one has a greater need, you have a you have a uh, obligation to feed two different aniyam, but one has a greater need, you have to attend to them first. And the same thing would be if you had two parents who weren't obligated to one another because they weren't married anymore, uh, then the obligation is equal. Uh, but uh, so in a case like when it's equal and you can't decide anything, then let them fight it out. So to speak, put it in the middle and let whoever, you know, whoever takes it, takes it first. But if there's one is a greater need, you're, spo- you're supposed to take care of them first. Darsh Ula Rabba Pisra Ula Rabba, that was his name. We'll see another Rabba. Ula, we have Ula, we have Ula Rabba, we have Rabba Ula. Darsh at the door of the uh, of the president's house. Maybe it was a public area. All the kings of the world will acknowledge you, God, because they heard the words of your mouth. didn't say the word of your mouth. Multiple words. What does it mean? What does it mean by the multiple words? gave the Ten Commandments and said, "I am your God, and don't you have any other God." Like God, so to speak, is uh, looking for his own honor. I'm, I'm in charge. Should have any other gods? I'm the God. Nobody else. Even Shomer once he said, "Honor your parents." Then they, went, then they retracted what they said. Bahodu, and they uh, admitted, they accepted his mamaras of because they saw that it wasn't only for his own honor, 
he was teaching him something else. Rashi says, Koshkin in other words, they said, honor your parents. Now they said, no, it's not because he wanted his own honor, but because he's one of the parents. As we said, not only is he one of the parents, but he determines death and life. So they said he's not just simply for his own honor, but rather he's entitled to the honor because he's he's one of every person's parents. This is where they got the Kashmah. The first of your words are true. What do you mean the first? Only the first of your words are truth, not the letter words. From the end of your words, you can tell that the beginning of your words are truthful. In other words, you didn't have to say Rosh Baruch Hashem. They just said, because they were making fun, they said Hashem's doing it for his own honor. Once they saw that he was only seeking the honor of the parents, and Hashem, so to speak, is one of the parents, so they saw from the end of from the later command to, to uh, honor one's parents, you see that his earlier command was also meant uh, not only, you know, truthfully and properly. Now they asked Rav Ula. We had before Ula Rav. I'm not sure if it's the same one. Uh, we had Darsh Ula Rav, and now we have Rav Ula, and we always have throughout Shas Ula without being Rav. So how far does honor go? So here we come to the famous story of Dava Ben several stories in his name. Amrulahem. So <clears throat> Rav Ula, told them the famous story of a goy. Now, Manach, if a goy can do these things, certainly Jewish people should do these things. Look what this goy did. Bashkalo was a place where, you know, at one point it was a, it was a uh, Philistine city or a goyish city. Who was this goy? His name was Dama They once needed some merchandise. The rabbis needed some merchandise for whatever it was. Uh, that cost a fantastic amount, this, this large amount of money, $600,000, a large amount of money. And the key to the storehouse where, the, uh, where they had the merchandise was under the father's head, uh, and he was sleeping below Tzirah, and they, he didn't bother him, he didn't waken him. Rashi said, Tosa says that um, he was his feet were stretched out over the chest that had the merchandise in it, apparently it was jewelry, and um, and he didn't wake his father. He could you know, he lost the sale. Could have made a lot of money, lost the sale. I'm going to the different versions of the story. Not only Ula, but how far does honor go for one's parents? He said, same, same story, I don't know if it's a different story. Same thing happened, but the story is a little bit slightly different version. That they... Um, what did this guy do? If this is the same story, it's understandable why the Chum were looking for merchandise. They were looking for precious stones for the ephod of the coin. Bishishim uh, Rebo, coin Gadol's ephod, and and it was uh, it would there would have been a profit of six hundred thousand schar. Rav Kana Maslin Bishmonim Rebo, eight hundred thousand, large amount of money. Could have made a tremendous profit. And the key. The key to the chest or to the uh, safe, whatever was under the head of his father, and his father was sleeping below Tziru, and he didn't bother him. Lashon Acheres, he wanted how far does Kivirav Ayim go? He gave up a big sale. Lashon Acheres, the following year, nothing Rish Baruch Hashem Hashem gave the guy his reward. Right? Also, there's there's Shkach Pratis on all human beings, even Goyim. Shalnodelo Para Duma Bedro, in his flock, in his, in his herd of animals, he gave. Um, there was born a paraduma. 
which is worth a lot of money because it can't have, it has to be totally red. It can't have any, any, uh, it can't have two black hairs, um, et cetera. And it's very rare and it can't have any mum and can't do any work with it. So we're <clears throat> learning stuff as part of the Mishnahis now. And there we see also that, uh, here you see that you can get it, you can buy it from a guy too, even though it's not supposed to have done any work. Anyway, so I guess it was freshly born and they know they hadn't done any work with it. Um, and uh, he had a paraduma. So they heard about his paraduma. Word, word spread. And the Chacham came to buy his paraduma. He said to my I know you Jews. I can ask for any price for this paraduma. It's worth a fortune. You need it for to be matar the people who are tamay mace. So I know you'll pay anything for this paraduma. I could ask any price I want. I only want what I lost before. What I lost last year, I lost last year by not waking up my father. That's all I'm asking for. That's the profit that I lost. The par is not worth a lot on its own. You know, the face value isn't worth a lot. I guess it's like an esrog, a little bit of an esrog after sukkahs, you know. You know, go figure, what is it worth? 10 cents? Not even that, you know. So, the animal's not worth a lot, but to you, it's worth a lot now. Right? You need it now. I'm not asking. I could have asked millions, but I'm only asking for what I lost. A person who's not mitzvah in this mitzvah at all, that's what he does. Mitzvah kama. A person who's commanded to do mitzvah. So this one isn't even commanded. Uh, he's not. He has no relationship with the paraduma, and he's giving it to them basically for free. And um, uh, Maybe the mitzvah, it's possible to say the mitzvah osa is going on the guy. You know, it's certainly not one of the Zion mitzvahs, but I know that to, uh, to uh, you know, and the guy in terms of kibar avayim, is the mitzvah osa maybe going on kibar avayim? Maybe. Uh, maybe it's going on that. The guy maybe doesn't have the mitzvah of kibar avayim. He has, you know, just a menshlech guy. His, his parents, should, he should uh, be nice to his parents. Uh, they raised him, they brought him into the world, etc. But he doesn't have the mitzvah of kibar avayim. So malach mishin mitzvah osa kach, Someone who's not commanded, certainly who's commanded, certainly uh, certainly will get a great reward. If you were doing, you would think that if I did something voluntarily, I'm not commanded to do it. That's better. I didn't have to do it. But Rav Hanina says, no, the other way around, that if you're commanded to do it, you're more pressured. Rosh Tosa says that. Near the Hainu Taima, the Misha Mitzvah Osa, Odif, why is that great? Let's say, for example, let's say, uh, you know, davening. Or, or learning Torah. We're, we're, all, we're, we're men, we have to learn Torah every day. Women aren't to learn Torah in the same way, at least. And Mechuyif to understand the mitzvahs, etc. but they're not to learn Torah in the same way. So we are commanded, we have greater pressure. You know, we have to fulfill our our task. Somebody who's not can do it voluntarily. Oh, no shalom. You know, yo, yo, nine, nine, as we say. If they don't do it, they didn't do it. So that they don't feel pressured. So therefore, the one who's commanded to do something is greater than the one who's not commanded. So if a guy who's not commanded for Kibravain, certainly not commanded for the Paraduma, does this great mitzvah. So certainly, certainly the Jews. Um, Rabbi Yosef. Now Rabbi Yosef was blind. And, and uh, he said that the question was, is a blind person chai of mitzvahs? Um, Rabbi Yosef said, Meresh, I used to think at the beginning, is like a dead person. He's like he's dead because he's blind, and therefore he's um, he's absolved from performing mitzvahs. So he says, you know what? I used to think, I used to think, 
that uh, if somebody would tell me that Lachazak Biru says that a blind person is potter for mitzvahs, Avina Yom Baran, I would make a large meal, a banquet, a Yom Tov, I would make a great, uh, great party for the rabbis. I would be so happy. Why? Because I'm not, I don't have to do the mitzvahs, I'm blind. But I've eaten and I did them. So I think I'm really in great shape. I don't have to do the mitzvahs, and I did them anyway. So if anybody would tell me that the Allah's like Buddha says that I'm potter for mitzvahs, I would say, wow, that's great. The Allah's like a Buddha, I'm going to get, because look at all the schar I'm going to get. I don't even have to do it. I did it voluntarily. And I'm going to get schar. I'll make a party for the rabbis. Hashda, Now that I've heard this, what Chanina said, No, if you're commanded to do something, then you are. That's greater schar than the one who's not commanded. So I'm hoping now that I'm commanded. I'm hoping now that now the the person who's commanded and does the job is greater than the person who's not commanded. Adarab, just the opposite. Mandarmali the ainalach if somebody tells me now that the Allah is not like a Buddha, Rabbiuda says that a sumus pots are permits that a blind person's part permits. No, the Allah is not like him. A blind person is chayv and it's just like a person who can see. Obviously, things that he can't see, he can't do, but he's still obligated to mitzvahs. So now if somebody tells me the Allah is not like a Buddha, I've been to Temular Baran. I'll make a banquet, I'll make a party for the rabbis. If somebody tells me the Allah is not like him. Guess what Dimitri came very strong. Amar Pamachas Hoya Lovish. This we're going back to the story of Dhamma Ben Nasina. Who we say was he gave so much honor to his to his father. You know, it doesn't say that his father woke up and said, you know, you idiot, you should have woken me up. We lost all that money. Apparently, he didn't say anything about that. He didn't tell his father about that. He just showed his father respect. Once this Dumavencino was obviously a wealthy man, he was wearing some uh, golden garment, fancy garment, but Yoshe Bank Deli Roman was sitting among the Roman. Uh, the Roman uh, elders, you know, the the the, uh, the elite, yeah, the elite of the uh, of the Romans. Bosimo, his mother, his mother was a little bit off a rocker, a little bit crazy. Could be she had, had too much money in the family that could do it sometimes. Bosimo, his mother came, but Caruso, we met him, tore his garment off, embarrassed him. The tough Rosho banged him on his head. The Yarko in front of him spit at him. He didn't shame her. He showed her such as like he didn't do anything. And that's that's how much great respect he has for his parents. Tanya Bima Brader Babu, Bima the son of Rabu learned. Listen carefully, Abima was the son of Babu. Yesh Machlova Pisiono, Pisiono. It all depends how you do things, how you say it. Sometimes a person can give his father Pisioni. Pisioni are uh, fancy poultry, like expensive poultry. Rashi says, like slav in the midbar. He gave him, you know, gave him some a very good meal. He's, he's, sometimes he gives his father a fancy meal, but taught him at all and this drives him out of the world. Why? Because he didn't do it in a nice way. Sometimes a person, another person can grind his father some grain, you know, very uh, something inexpensive. And that uh, mitzvah that he did of feeding his father, even uh, simple grain, can bring him to the next world. Uh, um, and uh, then Rabbi Vol goes on to give an example of his son, Avimai. As we just said, Avimai, Right, Abima, Tanya, Abima, brother of Abu, Abu, the son, Abima, the son of Abu, talked about proper keeping of aim. Here, Rashi, the first Rashi on the page here, and I'm base says, how does a uh, giving your father simple ground grain gives gets you and fancy food does not? So he gives him a chabda with bon Rashi's Rashi with bon tovim and ifumim comforting words. He says it in a nice way. This is the only way they could make a living. You said it to him in a nice way. 
Goras, Maisa Bishlem, this two story with two different men. There was a story with one one son who gave his father very good uh, poultry, fowl, fish, uh, you know, uh, uh, birds. Where did where did you get these good uh, these good birds? Old man, what do you care? Just chew it up and eat. He said it to him in a not nice way. That's going to drive him out of the world, even though he gave him good food. Just just chew it and chew it. So I showed him that, you know, we didn't really want to do this. Was giving, just eat it, you know, leave me alone. It was grinding some simple grain in a millstone, in a mill. To eat his father. And the father, and the, uh, the, um, the, the father received a, uh, what we call it, here in Israel. he got a, uh, he got a demand to show up, you know, to, for the king's service. You, you continue grinding the food here. I'll go in your place. You know, once we go, it's not like, you know, you're being called for a day or two. You might be called like in the Russian army for 25 years. So you go, you know, so it depends how you say it. That's what he's saying. It's not what you give, it's how you do it and how you say it. So here we said, this story was said by Abimai. Uh, the son of Rabu, and now Rabu is saying, "Gonna be my breed, be my my son." Kaimitz is key, but I'll show you how he was Mekayim to keep the upper aim on my behalf. My own son had five sons, five. I have five grandsons. While while uh, I while Rabu himself was alive, his own son had five sons who were rabbis, who were musmachim. When Rabu would come to visit, Kariya Baba. He would knock on the door. He would call at the door. You know, he's coming. Also, he didn't send one of his sons to open the door. He himself, uh, Avimai, went himself uh, to, uh, he ran to the door. Yes, 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 yes. In other words, he's saying, yeah, coming, coming, coming to the door. Wait, I'm coming, I'm coming. You know, like he said, yes, yes, yes. Uh, I'm coming to the door. Uh, one day, one day, the father of Abu, he said, you know, it's a story. So the Ravu told said, like, like a be my my son was a great time to keep it up. Hey, now uh, the Gemara goes on to tell this story about this Ravu's son, Abimai had five Banamusmachim. Yet when the grandfather Ravu came to came to knock on the door, uh, Ravu answered uh, uh, Rav himself ran to the door to open it and showed great respect to his father. One day, Yomachad, Mai, can you? The grandfather walked in and said, you know, it's pretty hot out. Can you get me a drink of water? Adasi, before, while he went to get the drink of water, the cup of water, when he came back, Nimnam, uh, he fell asleep. The grandfather fell asleep, as grandfathers are one to do. You know, fell asleep while he was waiting for the water. So Gochen, he bent, so the son of Imai bent over him. Gochen uh, Koyale. And he waited there, he went over him, Ad the Isra, until his, his father woke up. He didn't just say, okay, the father fell asleep. The heck with it. He said, no. And he waited there and waited until he woke up. Because of that, Istaya Milsa, he was successful with Darsh Abimai, and he was able to Darsh, he was able to expound the difficult pasuk of Mizmor La'asa. Some say the, the whole parsha was difficult. Some say the whole, the whole paragraph of Mizmor La'asa, that Perkatilim. Some say the line itself, Rashi says that. Some say that the uh, you know it was a very thing hard to understand because he was standing there doing the whole time that he's bent over with a cup of water, which was uh, difficult to do. He got he got schar for and he was a kind keep it up aim that whole time. 
And that's how he was able to dash Mizmar Lasif. Another dash he says is that Pasik itself, because that's Mizmar Lasif, Bo Gaim Benachla. Why is that a song? Bo Gaim Benachla, a Goyim came in your Nachla, and it's like a lamentation. What do you mean? Why do you say Mizmar Lasif? It should say Kina Lasif. It's a lamentation, And he dash, you know, that Asaf said this, Shira, because Akarish Baruch took out his anger on the on the wood and on the stones of the house instead of taking out on B'nai Israel. Because if he had taken out on B'nai Israel, we would have all been destroyed. There would have been nothing left of the Jewish people. So in a way, it was a mizmor that he took out the, Hashem took out his anger on the base of Migdash and on Yerushalayim instead of on the uh, on the wood and the stone instead of taking on us. Anyway, he was he was uh, he was matzliach because he took he did keep it up he got the schar. Amalei Rabbi Yaakov Barbu Labayev could go on Anna. What about me? You know, am I doing the right thing here? When I come home from the yeshiva, Abba Madli Kasa, my father pours me a cup, cup of wine. The Ima Muslim and my mother, you know, my mother dilutes it for me. Those days, you know, the wine was undiluted. You had to pour three three parts water to one part wine. So you know, they're serving me. My father pours the cup of wine, and my mother mixes it for me. Uh, what should I do? They're they're serving me. How should I handle this? I'm like, accept it from your mother. Don't take it from your father. The kibbutz the bar Torah, since he's a tam chacham, he's a he's a scholar. He will he will be uh, offended. He'll be offended if he, you know, you're the son. He's serving you. That's improper. From your mother, you can do it. A mother gives her children uh, food, but from your father, you shouldn't accept it. Reb Tarfan had a mother. The Cholim must have a boss. The message where every time she wanted to go to bed, Gochem the Solikla, he bent over like she didn't have a stool or something. She had the beds were high, so he bent over so she could step on his back and climb into the bed. The Cholim must have a snachas, nachas elo. Whenever she wanted to go down from the bed, nachas elo, she also went down on him. Uh, also, so he, you know, he did this mitzvah every day. He helped his mother get into bed and out of bed. So he came to the base manager. Said, "Look what I do for my mother every day. Like, I'm a great. I'm a kind keeper of aim." Um, I'm really told him, "I die more. You got a chazi keeper. You haven't even done half of keeper of aim." Klum zarka arniki b'fanecha leyam v'lachlamasa. Has she thrown your wallet into the ocean and you didn't shame her? Have you done that? Like we had with Dama Bendesina, that his mother shamed him publicly and he didn't shame. You know, and he didn't shame her back. Have you done that? You know, what you're doing is good, but don't don't, uh, don't take such great credit. Rabbi Yosef Kavishama called Kare the Ima when he heard the noise of his mother coming. Omar Eikam I'm going to get for the Shina's coming, the Osik, which is coming now. I'm going to stand up for the Shina, which is approaching, meaning he treated his mother like the Shina. Omar Rabbi Yochan was an orphan. He was an orphan from birth, as we'll see. And he said, Ashrei mi shalachamen. Happy is he who's never seen his parents. Meaning, because it's so difficult to be Makayim, to keep it properly, so he didn't want to be tested. There's only Shkiprif there, you know, he shouldn't be tested. This way, he says he didn't have to, uh, he never had to, it was ever, he, he never um, sinned by not, uh, by not performing it properly. Uh, Rashi says, um, yeah, Rashi says, It's impossible to honor them properly. And you'll be punished for that. So he says, you know, I'm better off. I never had, I was never tested. I never had such a miss because I didn't have any parents. When his mother became pregnant, Mesav of his father died. When she gave birth to Mesav, his mother died. She must have died in childbirth. Abayah was also an orphan from birth. 
is it true that Rabbi was an orphan? Rabbi, we have many times in Shas. My mother told me, you know, like a good advice. Uh, his mother told him, she was one who raised him. You know, she was like a stepmother. She was a, she adopted him, uh, but he didn't really have a mother. Same kind of a thing. They were, uh, you know, they were sort of proud that they didn't have parents. Rabasi Havilayahimoskin. Not pardon? No, no, proud. Proud isn't the right word. I mean proud. I mean they were they were you know satisfied that they would that they didn't have to be mitzvah. They this way they didn't need right. There was no need, therefore they wouldn't be punished. So he had this Rabasi Havilayahimoskin, he had an elderly mother. Amrila said, Bina Tashitna, I'd like some jewelry. Abdullah. So he made her some jewelry. Bina Gavra, I'd like a husband. Now, Ayinlach, we'll, we'll look into it. I'll, I'll start looking for a shirach. Bina Gavra, the shopper, I want a husband as good looking as you, my son. So he couldn't he couldn't do it. You know, where is he going to get somebody like that? Somebody a younger. The Shavka, she, he, he left her. Ozlar came to Aristotle. He gave him this chus of Aristotle will help him. Shamanika Ozla Basre, he heard that she was following him. He heard that she he ran away from Bubble, came to Israel, and she was coming to Israel. Also, coming from Yochanan, Amalei, my lots is married to Israel Chutzlarets. Am I allowed to go from Israel to Chutzlarets? Are you allowed to leave? Amalei Osir, and I'm allowed to leave Eretz Israel. Likras imam out. Stam, stam me meant stam. Stam you can't leave. What about to greet my mother? Amalei any day. I don't know. You're asking about that. That's a tough question. Are you allowed to leave Eretz Israel to greet his mother who's coming to Eretz Israel. His report that he waited a little bit. Hadros, and he came back again. Amalei, so Rabbi Yochanan said to him, Asi. Asi told him, this Ratzis, that was his name, Rabbi Asi told him, Asi, this Ratzis, Lot says, you want to go? Hashem should return you to your home uh, properly, and you know, in, in, in peace. Meaning, Rabbi Yochanan thought that what he meant to say was that he was going back to Babel. Not that he was going out to greet his mother, but he thought, oh, you want to go back? So he says, yeah, sure. Also, I came for a blazer. Rabbi asked him, Was he angry with me? Was Rabbi Yochan angry with me because I asked to go to Eretz Israel? And he said, Okay, go and may you arrive home safely. What did he tell you? He said to me, gave me this blessing. He said, God should return you to your home, to your to your place where you're going to, uh, back to where you came from in peace. He said, If he'd been angry at you, he wouldn't have blessed you. <laughs> He told you to go back. You want to go back to visit your mother, to, to greet your mother. Uh, had he uh, had he had he been angry at you, he wouldn't have given you this blessing. While this was going on, his mother was coming. Shama Larona the Kasi. Larona the Kasi. Here, this mother died on the way, and her coffin was coming. Omer Had I known that my mother was already dead, I wouldn't have uh, I wouldn't have gone out. I was going out to greet her to the time keep it up. She gave me a job that I couldn't fulfill. Go find her a husband as good looking as he was, you know. So he ran away. And then he, when he heard that she was coming, he wanted to go out to greet her. When he heard that she had died already, so uh, I guess she didn't need the husband anymore. He says, had, had she died, had, I know that she was dead, I wouldn't have left her to Israel. person has to honor his father in his father's lifetime, and he should honor him after he's dead. How do you honor him when he's alive? So Anishma Bedaver. Now we're not talking about. Uh, I, I think the you have to understand. He's not talking about face to face right now. He's talking about honor him in his in absentia when the father's not there. Because uh, there's many things that you honor him, giving him food, etc. We'll talk about those things. Honor him when he's there it means even even in when the father's not there. How do you honor him? Case Anishma Bedaver of Let's say a person is Anishma Bedaver of Somebody 
somebody is listened, his, his father is listened to in a, in a certain place, uh, his father is honored and and he's listened to. He's he's um uh he, you know there's, it's, he, he he get his he gets his request because they're going to honor his father. Lo Yomar, he shouldn't say Shachuni Bishvilatsmi. Send me away. You know they help me out here. Give me, let me go on my way because of me. Or Maruni, speed me up. You know let me. I want to be first in line Bishvilatsmi because of myself. You know I got to jump the line. Or Patruni Bishvilatsmi. Or let me go because of myself. Ella Kulu Bishvilava. In other words, for my for, I'm doing it for my father. I'm doing it. I need it for my father. He should say, don't don't say honor for yourself. But he should say because of his father. His father is the one who's being honored. He should, if his father's not honored, then he shouldn't do it because that's more of an embarrassment. But if it's in a place where his father is held in high esteem and uh, he's going to get uh, some advantage because of that, he should say because of his father. So even while this, when his father's alive, even though his father's not here, we're not talking about things that he does face to face. That's what he should teach because of his father. But most of the case, what about after his father died? Oh, yeah, Omer Dover If let's say you want to say something over in your father's name, Omer Omer You shouldn't say this is what my father used to say. Omer Mori. My father Abi Mori. My father, my teacher. Hareni Kaparas Mishkovam. Let me be. I should be atonement for his uh, for his resting place. Meaning that uh, if his father's supposed to get some punishment in, in Gehenna after he died. Uh, it's a kapar should be on him himself. That's how. That's the proper way to address uh, one's father after he died. It's only the first year after he died. He comes afterwards. He's out of there, out of Dan, and then only he should just say That's how he should say uh, His memory should be a bracha, and he should go to olam haba. Today we say or olam whatever the custom is. Again, he shouldn't say his father's name, right? He shouldn't say his father's name, whether alive or dead. He shouldn't mention his father's name. He just say Abba, Abba, Abba Mori, as we said, or same the honor for his Rebbe. He should say my Rebbe. He doesn't say his name. Torgman, the translator, the one who uh, explains it in the vernacular to the people from giving a shir, shouldn't change the name of his father or his Rebbe. So who are you speaking about? We're talking about the father of the Matorgum himself, meaning, as Rashi says, let's say the Rebbe, let's say the guy giving the shear, is giving a shear, and he wants to quote something in the name of the Matorgum's father, the Matorgum's father, Yankel. He wants to quote him. So uh, he says, he's quoting something, he says in the name of the, uh, name of, of the Matorgum's father, and then the Matorgum translates those, says those words to the to the people, to the Olam, so, of course, he shouldn't say his father's name. Even the Torah should say, He's also not to, you know, to show respect by not, by not mentioning his own father's name. Meaning, Tamachacham is giving the shear, and he says, "My father, Zechronulavracha, said this thing." Right. So, when the Torah explains it, he doesn't have to say. The rabbi's father's Rechonel Lebracha without mentioning his name. You could say the father, they mention the name because it's not his father. He had the Mar Baravashi. Mar, the son of Ravashi, when he would give a shir, when he would expound in the shir, give a shir. When he wants to say something, his father's name, he said, My father, my teacher. Ba'amore, his translator, the one who explains it, Omar Pachi Omar Vashi, because he could say the name of Ashi because he's not the son. And that's how it goes. Son of Banezo Mar Bezo Kibbit. What's an example of fear? What's an example of honor? It says you're supposed to, you said yesterday that you're supposed to fear your parents like you fear each im above the row. So you have to fear your parents and you also have to come in and say you have to give honor. What's, what's fear? What's honor? 
so uh, Mora, what's an example of fear? Don't stand in, in a place that is his normal standing place. Don't sit in his proper chair. In his chair, that's that's his designated chair. Don't contradict him publicly. Don't even tip the scales against him. If he's having your father's having an argument with somebody else, don't take the side of the other person. <laughs> what's an example of honoring parents? Give him food and drink. Malvish dress them, giving him clothing. Umachasa covering them with uh, coats, etc. Machdus <coughs> taking them in, helping them go in, helping them go out. That's all part of kibud, honoring them with food and clothing and assisting them, as we call assisted living. Machdus you're supposed to do the assisted living. Ebola tomorrow we'll deal with this question. me when you have to honor your parents with food and clothing, who pays for it? Honoring them is that with your food, with your food and your money. And your clothing or with theirs. That's what we'll deal with tomorrow, Mr. Shemi. Show me who's that. We'll see all that. That'll be discussed tomorrow. Have a good day, everybody. Call. Have a good one. Take care.